Hi, I'm Waylon Revis from A Killer's Confession, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. You're listening to today's Boondoggle with your host, the one and only Bill Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And I have the pleasure of speaking on the phone today with Diamond is a guitarist best friend, Roe. <laughs> and you're going to have to help me out with pronouncing the band name. Yeah, yeah, of course. Tetrarch. 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 There you go. Perfect. All right. Yeah, all right. Perfect. I was like practicing. <laughs> it was like tater tots and all kinds, you know. It's okay. People are getting better at it. It, it was a tough one for people at first, but it, we're getting better. So that's good. Thank you. <laughs> well, we got more time uh, on our hands to practice, like pronouncing your band name. Um, exactly. You know, with everybody kind of being uh, locked down and all that, I, I wanted to see how, how you've been doing, uh, you know, keeping busy during this whole uh, coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's crazy. Like, we had um, just finished in the studio, like, probably two months before um, the lockdown and it was kind of time to start getting ready, preparing for the release and all that, which it made it difficult because everything was so uncertain, but I still had a lot of things to do. Um, and we had actually like shot videos and all of that, right? Like literally a week before the lockdown, we got it all done, which is crazy. Um, so it's really just, I've spent this time just like working on the release of all the new music and all the details that go into that. And, um, that, and I, I watched the whole season of the whole series of the Sopranos. Like that has really been my, uh, my, my lockdown experience as of so far. Oh, that's great. You went old school, huh? <laughs> oh, I did. I started from episode one all the way through season six, episode 21. I, I'm like, it was good. It was awesome. So <laughs> good. Get some inspiration for the next album already. I get, there's definitely a lot of something in there, so I, I'm sure something will come out of it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so now you guys are out in California, correct? So, yes, we, we live in California. Um, three of the four of us are right now. We're actually at home in Atlanta, just hanging out with parents a little bit. Um, I did, actually just got to Atlanta yesterday. So, um, But, yes, we, we all are based in L.A. Uh, we all live there permanently as of right now. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, I know you're from Atlanta, and then you guys uh, had been out there. And how was your uh, travel back with everything going on? So we actually drove, which is, which is funny, but we, um, me and our bass player and actually one of our crew guys um, drove drove here, um, and it, like, you know, we're like road dogs, so, like, it's a piece of cake for us. We did it in, like, a day and a half. It was felt like I literally drove from here to North Carolina. It wasn't bad at all. Um, but it was fine. It's really interesting, though, because, like, in California, you know, everyone has, like, mask on and gloves. And you can't go anywhere without a mask. But 
as soon as we left California and got into like Arizona, the Texas, all the southern states, it was like no one had any masks on or anything. It was almost like <laughs> like everywhere else was weird and California was normal. I don't know. So <laughs> that part that part was a little interesting. I was like, oh, why is no one? You know, I but. I, I just I think I stopped and peed twice on that trip back, so like I didn't really come into contact <laughs> with anyone. Um, but it was fine. Other than that, it went smooth. Yeah, I mean, it, I I did a cross country trip a while back with my daughters, and it just uh, there's it's just a whole other world when you get out away from the big cities and stuff like that, you know. And oh yeah, I, I mean, it had to be nice not really having a a deadline or a schedule to make that trip, kind of get to see the country as it is and, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's a great, I think everyone should do that, do that drive at least once. It's, it's really cool to see like just, you know, different places. And I love traveling anyway. So I'm a sucker for that. I, I could go to like the boondocks of North Dakota and I'm like, Oh, this is cool. You know, I just like being in different places. So I love it. That's uh, great. Um, <laughs> so did you guys have a, I, I know you said you, you, you were able to wrap up some videos and stuff before the lockdown, but did you guys have, like, some big shows that had to get canceled and stuff? We were actually very lucky because we were just getting ready to – we don't really want to rush the process at all. We wanted to make sure the record was done. Um, we were satisfied with it. and You know, the team that we wanted was in place for, for the release and everything. So we were just about to get started booking tours for the year. So like starting in summer and um, luckily we hadn't solidified anything. We had feelers out and ideas, but we hadn't fully solidified anything. So we didn't have to cancel anything. So, so that part is good. Um, bummer. We aren't able to play, you know, soon, but you know, we didn't have to like let anyone down. So. <laughs> well, that's good. That worked out that way. Um, yeah. Now the new album's, not coming out until like the fall, correct? Unstable. Correct. Yes, fall. And uh, what can fans expect from this that uh, are familiar with you? Um, you know, honestly, if it's like any of them have heard Freak, or it's kind of like a progression of Freak. You know, we on Freak we tried a lot of things that we had never tried as a band before. Um, a lot of different guitar sounds, a lot of like you know bigger choruses. Not necessarily everything being like thrashy fast, um, and we we saw that it worked really well. So with the new record, we really kind of just tried to hone in on what we did on Freak and make it better, uh, and give it more of a even, excuse me, more of a mass appeal, more so even. So we it's it's a very diverse record too. I mean, we have catchy songs that could be like hard rock radio songs, and then we have like the heaviest of the heavy songs on there there's literally something for everybody and i know every band says that at some point but <laughs> there really is like it's, it's definitely not like a a record where all the songs are the same all the songs are, are very different but they still sound like tetrarch so i i think everyone will find most people will find something on there that they like even if they don't lo love the whole record you know what i mean cool cool yeah now um you guys have a you're going to be premiering or, or have you already premiered the single on series? We did. Okay. Yeah, we did. So it, it premiered on liquid metal yesterday, all day. They have the exclusive. And then today the music video and everything dropped. Oh, okay. Great. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, now I know what I should have had on my homework list before I <laughs> got a hold of you. No, you're okay. No worries. <laughs> now I got something to go watch after we're done here. See but, you yeah, there you go. All right. Um, but how how is that uh, received so far? I know it's just less than, what, 24 hours, but. It's actually been pretty crazy. This is actually um, the most traction we've ever gotten on a single this early. Um, it. it I it, it's doing better than I even thought. And we, trust me, we have like super high goals all the time, so it's always good to see them kind of lining up with what you what you want. Um, but I, I'm really super thankful for how it's doing. It's it's doing amazing. So just got to keep going, keep keep pushing it. But it's it's going great. Awesome. So uh, mm-hmm. this uh, new album, you guys uh, went back and uh, produced with Dave uh, Otero. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, you guys have worked with them in the past. Um, what what's what do you guys enjoy about working with Dave? Um, Dave is a he's super comfortable. Like <clears throat> for me, you know how like every musician or band kind of has like whether it's touring or whether it's um you know like being in the studio. Every band kind of has like or musician has what their favorite aspect of being in a band is. And for me, um, it's definitely touring, but be, being in the studio has, you know, when I was coming up and we first started going into studio sometimes, especially with like producers that were a little more well-known, they had a tendency to like try to be intimidating or like make the environment not very comfortable. And I mean, now that we've grown as musicians and we've progressed as a band now, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd just be like, you got to chill out. But, you know, it definitely set a tone for me to, like, really want to be comfortable in the studio and want to work with somebody who made the environment comfortable, made it to where we felt good trying things, you know, and, and like, venturing out and trying new things, even if they didn't think it was a good idea. Um, and Dave is really good about that. He's like... It's very chill in there. He's open to trying things. He's open to kind of letting us do our thing and our sound, you know, come out the way we want. And that, like I said, that that's just a big thing for me, being comfortable in the studio. And he has made a very comfortable environment for us to create in. Uh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, you mentioned uh, you, you're you back in Atlanta right now. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about, your childhood now is that where you grew up at in atlanta as well yeah okay yeah born and raised yeah okay and and uh what did you originally want to be when you grew up before uh <laughs> picked up a guitar um you know i probably in the very beginning stages when i was super young had like your normal things like i want to be a police officer or something you know but i didn't really have a strong strong um desire for anything except I played softball for a very long time like before I was in a band before I got into music I started playing when I was like probably six or, or five and I played all the way up through high school like I, I could have played at D1 college like I was a really good player um but I got into music and so if anything I feel like I would have even though it's not like a super great career in girl softball like I probably would have at least spent <laughs> more of my time and like in college becoming a great softball player trying to play for the US, US team or something like that you know um but I got into into music so and I've always been the type of person I'm very like one track minded when I 
get into something, I'm all into it. And like, I don't have multiple like hobbies that really take much of my time. Um, so it was like softball and then the band. <laughs> and that was like from, you know, a kid to now. So it's really, I'm really doing what I've always wanted to do since, you know, middle school, late, you know, early high school. So Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, like when you first got into music and um, made that transition. Yeah, um, I was, I, I grew up in a music business family, like my dad's in the music business, my mom was as well. So it kind of... Um, kind of was like a natural transition but I actually had a friend that um was very into like rock and stuff when I was in middle school and she was a little older than me so like I kind of looked up to her and she was always talking about this guy named Kurt Cobain and I was like who is this guy and uh I was like I'm gonna go look him up so I got into Nirvana and that was kind of my gateway to everything else like Nirvana then I went to System of a Down, how I got into those two, I don't know. Um, then from there, I went to like Lincoln Park and Disturbed, Metallica, Holy, Holy Grail, and um, the rest is history. <laughs> and, and which one was it that made you want to pick up the guitar? Metallica, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, know, I know that's such a cliche answer. Everybody says it, but it's the truth. I watch Metallica from probably ninth grade and or eighth grade until actually no probably sometime i was 13 for like seven years after that that was like that was the only band i watched so <laughs> and that's like huge jumping into first of all just to learn to play guitar but you're jumping in there with these thrash metal dudes you know i mean i'm so happy i did though because i it was like I never had, and I know not in like a conceited way. I just I never had like an awkward guitar face, so I never had that um, where I was like, oh, I can't hold the guitar; it's weird. Um, so it was kind of easy for me to jump right in, and I never put it down. Like I love guitar so much. So Dave Mustaine and and you know Metallica, Kermit, um, Slash was a huge one for me. I just loved learning those songs like that's how i really learned to play guitar um and starting with the easy stuff you know like inner sandman you know going to the master puppets and all of that kind of stuff um it really helped me it really helped me hone my playing and how i play and stuff so honestly that's what worked for me like i wasn't an exercise player you know so, so the, and, it, and it, it was fun there wasn't like a, a like a, a any kind of like uh, finger workout routine you do to just get your you know fingers ready to play or no no I took I took lessons for about a year but I still didn't even do exercises then it was kind of like them teaching me tunings and stuff and teaching me my favorite songs but like once I like after about a year I just found tabs and back then we didn't I don't think we had ultimate guitar it was like tab crawler and like other stuff um and I was like find tabs and learn the songs best as best I could. I remember learning Hangar 18 and like all that kind of stuff. And it just was so rewarding to be like, oh, that sounds just like it sounds on the record. I got it, you know? So, um, yeah, that's that's basically how I, how I learned. Great. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, um, what are some of the, the goals that you've uh, had set for yourself when you first got in that you've attained thus far? Uh, that's a good question because I was just talking to a friend about 
how when you're so in the trenches, like trying to achieve stuff, you kind of forget to look at how far you come sometimes. And you don't like things like where, where I am right now, like five years ago or when I started the band in, in high school, middle school, I only dreamed of being right here. Um, so, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's it's really cool. Everything that that's happened thus far, everything we've done. And we, when we started, I always wanted to like be, you know, watching Metallica. Like my favorite bands were like big, big bands, you know, and I always looked watching live shit, Benjamin Purge with Metallica or like uh, live in Texas, William Park, all that kind of stuff. I always watched that and was like, I want to do that. I want to play in front of thousands and thousands of people in arenas and stadiums and play heavy music that a lot of people can understand and yeah gotcha the goals that you've attained so far and you brought up a good point where i catch myself in the same thing sometimes you forget where you you know you're too busy too busy being focused on where you want to be that you forget where you've all you know all you've traveled and where you've come from you know sometimes yeah exactly so it's good to go back and remember that right but uh so yeah so you talked about some of the goals you've attained so far and then uh what kind of goals do you guys have going forward you know we've just always like i said we've always wanted to be like as big of a band as we possibly can be and we're we're not a band that you know it's great that there are a bunch but we're not a band that really is the type that wants to stay underground um, or wants to stay, you know, on a medium-sized level. We want to be, like, one of the headliners of the genre. And we've never really been shy about that. Um, so that's kind of always the, the ultimate goal, to be one of the bigger, biggest bands in our genre of music. Um, so every day is just kind of like a step in the direction towards that as best as we we can, you know, at the moment. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, um... You were mentioning that your your family was in the music business and stuff, so that kind of helped uh, help you get your you know chase your decision to be in the music business. But how is everybody mm-hmm. in your family taking on to you getting into metal and playing, wanting to play uh, heavy metal guitar and everything? Oh, they love it! Like my dad's in the trenches with us. He helps us out a ton just with the business side of things and knowing how to maneuver and. My mom, she was the one, the one there, you know, day one, like taking me to Hot Topic and spending four hundred dollars in there in seven hours, uh, you know, buying band T-shirts and taking guitar lessons and all that stuff. So like, they're both super stoked. They travel to as many of the shows as they can. You know, when we played Epicenter, they came up there, and um, so they're they're super supportive. I was just downstairs talking to them about it. Uh, they just. They love it. They, my dad's even more about it than I am most days. He's like, he's like our our coach every day. He like yeah, keeps us motivated and yeah, tells us what we should be doing. Like some days when you guys <laughs> just aren't feeling it, he's like, you know, gives you the pep talk. Get in there, huh? Oh yeah, no, he feels it for us. Trust me. Like, well, there's never, there's never a day he's gonna let us be down about anything. That's for sure. Oh, that's a good <laughs> job. So you know, <laughs> I guess so. That's great. Um, so I wanted talk to you about this too i know this might be a tough subject to tackle 
but I feel like mm -hmm. I'd be remiss if I didn't give you a platform to address these topics. I mean, you're yep. a young black woman who plays guitar in a heavy metal band, predominantly mm -hmm. white crowds and mosh pits. Um, have you experienced like any sexism or racism? You know what's really crazy, and I'm speaking totally honestly when I say this, like, I have so many female friends, like, in the industry, and they, and they might not be African-American, but just female friends, um, and they've had, like, some of the worst experiences, and for me, and maybe, knock on wood, maybe it just hasn't happened yet, but, like, for me, I honestly have not had any experiences, unless I'm just too stupid to notice them. Um, any experiences that have really been negative for me. Like, I feel like me being an African-American female in this band and the genre has actually done a lot for us. And it might be because of the way that I look at it. Um, I know there's a lot of females out there who are like, oh, I hate when they say female fronted or I hate when they ask me what it's like to be a girl in a band. Well, it's like being a boy in a band, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, that's how it is. You are grown a band. It stands out. So, like, I feel like I, I personally like to use that, like you said, as a platform to be like, okay, they notice this about my band. It's something that's very different. We can use that to our advantage versus, you know, and I can sh prove to people that, like, hey, stereotypes don't matter. Like, I can shred like the boys. And, you know, I'm, but I'm not them. And that makes it even cooler. Um, but I think if I stood around and I just griped all the time about like, oh, they keep asking me what it's like to be a black woman in a band, you know, like it would be miserable. It would be a miserable experience for me. Um, but I love it. Like I enjoy it and I think it's special. It's something special. And I, I maybe people pick up on, on that and sense that I'm very confident in it. Um, I've had, <laughs> and I know it just sounds so silly, but like, I just haven't really had any bad experiences yet. Um, I'm sure there, I'm sure some will come at some point but um so far it's been great for me honestly no that's great i mean i, I love uh how you, how you responded to that it's you made it's a strength and yeah you're doing something you love and it's just like you're putting you're using that this platform for you're probably going to be touring and hitting some towns that this is something that is going to give somebody else inspiration and strength to say wow you mean i can do this you know i can pursue this right yeah. And what's interesting is if you look at it another way, it's like the people who maybe would usually be racist or um, sexist towards someone in my position, like if I get on stage with the band and I'm confident and I do my job and I do it well and I put on a really good show with them, those people tend to forget about all of that. <laughs> it's like yeah. they see this person up there that's different that they might not have ever connected with in any other way connecting with them in something that they love, it honestly brings you closer to them a lot. Not obviously there's bigots out there. You just can't change this and nothing. No. But for the most part, I found that all that other stuff goes out the window and they're like, they're just like, this. I've never seen this. This is awesome. You know? And I, I just try to keep a positive attitude about it. Like it, to me, it's fun. I love it. I, I would not prefer to have it any other way. That's great. I, um, yeah. well, I, I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring that up, I mean, you're from Atlanta and mm -hmm. recently in the headlines, you know, we had that horrible tragedy with, uh, um, uh, Ahmad, uh, jogging. Yeah. And like you said, the bigots are all over. I, I, I was just curious, like, 
you know, I mean, when you started off with the in in high school with the band and all that stuff, like, you know, were, were mm-hmm. you getting a lot of flack, or you just been mostly just everybody's been like, yeah, let's do this. You know what? I, it's pretty much the second. Like, I mean, I, I went to a pretty small private school, um, and I went with Josh, who I started the band with, and it was like, you know, everyone, you know, it was it was different. Everyone was like, it's weird, but I've always been like for a long time, so sure of myself. Like I, I didn't really go through like awkward phases. I was always diamond. Like if you ask me when they're like, <laughs> diamond has always been diamond. She doesn't give a shit about it. Like she's diamond. I was just going to um, say that. It's I, like your name's diamond. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you got to live up to that. And it sounds like you it, are. <laughs> it, I mean, if you ask me when they usually say that, and I feel like I, I can't, maybe, like I said, maybe I just didn't notice and I don't, I just don't care like what other people think of me most of the time. But for the most part, people, even if they didn't like our music, they always were like, you know, we went to like a all white, pretty much predominantly white private school and like, you know, a bunch of rich kids and the kids are all like, uh, I don't like metal, you know, it's kind of like that. But they all respected like how hard we hustled and I hustled because I loved it. Um, so I didn't, I didn't receive a lot of like flack about it. it, you know, and like I said, if I did, I just didn't care. And that also could be a possibility. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's always been pretty cool. Like I said, they didn't like the music at all and they hated metal for the most part. And I remember they even banned me from wearing my metal t-shirts on t-shirt day. Um, <laughs> cause, and they weren't even violent. It just was the fact that they were just like Metallica shirts. I, I have no idea. But, uh, but it's always been, it's always been pretty easy for me as far as like having people be ex- accepting of it. Um, my brother used to always be like, "This is just a stupid phase," but it's like 15 years later, he's like, "I guess it wasn't a phase." Nope. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's pretty much it. It's it's been pretty smooth as far as like socially. So, um, and and if, if if there was somebody who did give me a hard time, it was somebody I didn't care about enough to even remember. So that was all right. Exactly. <laughs> that's great i uh you know and and i just it, i just felt like i had to ask you know but of course I, yeah we get to you know i i feel like we're gonna get to a place where it's just hey this is just a great metal guitar player you know it, it, yeah and, and and like i said when it comes to that that's awesome but if somebody wants to say she's an african-american female lead guitar player you know in Tetrarch, like that literally doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. So, gotcha. <laughs> so out on the road, what's it like mm-hmm. touring with a bunch of dudes that are always like farting and scratching their nuts and stuff? Uh, I, I'm like mother bear, honestly, like all the, all the time. I'm like, Oh, stop. Like, it's so annoying. Like I'm, I'm kind of the, I have my silly moments in moments where I get like super silly, but for the most part, I'm pretty like, stern a lot i don't know why it's my i told you diamonds always been diamond kind of stern a lot and uh they're very silly all of them are like super silly so like i just roll my eyes and like josh is my best friend in the world and he's always trying to get me to crack like doing stupid jokes like like just doing dumb stuff and i just sit there and he's like uh after you know after 18 years i still <laughs> i still struggle still can't this, crack the uh, diamond <laughs> no, nah, he's still having a hard time. Um, but it, it's a lot of fun. We like I, you know, I, I wouldn't pick to be on the road with 
any other people like they are my best friends. You know, we we started this a long time ago, and so I'm glad we got the experience. Like a lot of bands start, they never play a show, they don't ever tour, um, they just go straight to the internet and try to get signed and all of that. And for us, we like grinded it out the the real way with just tours and in a van and but that brought us way closer you know as as builds the foundation of the family exactly and so now it's like we can cram into a little space and go on tour and it's it's easy it's it's they're my best friends you know they're like my brothers so we have a good time and we rarely have like arguments or anything obviously it's going to happen but it's very rare uh, we all know when to give each other our space because we know each other so well, and it's it's pretty easy. I know I sound I make everything sound like nothing phases me ever, but like it, it's <laughs> I guess we have gotten to we've just been doing it a while. We know each other so well. Um, it's a blast to me. Like we have a good time on the road, and we love touring. We all that's our favorite thing. All of us is playing live and being on the road. So can't wait to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, when somebody starts playing the social distancing card, then you'll know. Okay, they must be having a bad day. <laughs> Right, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about fishing. I, I read that uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's a favorite pastime of yours. It was something that me and my youngest daughter and I used to get together and do before, you know, she became too cool for her dad. But like what, oh, yeah, of what attracted you to it? You know, it's 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 really weird. So my my granddad is from, uh, or was from, uh, well, he's from Mississippi, but he lived in Michigan, and uh, he was a big, like, hunter and fisher fisherman. Um, and, you know, when I was younger, I would go fishing with him every now and then, like, you know, every now and then, like, only a few times. And fishing was always kind of cool to me, but it wasn't, like, something that I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this for fun all the time. Um, but it was really weird. I went to, I was in L.A., it was, like, right after we moved there. And I was, like, sitting on the couch watching TV. And it's one of those days where I was, like, my mind was turning about the band. I just had a lot of stuff going on. I was, like, God, I need to decompress. So I happened to just be, like, I'm going to YouTube a bass tournament. It's like, the weirdest thing. And I swear it was just random, just like that. I'm going to YouTube a bass tournament. And see, like, that seems pretty cool to watch. So I turned it on. I was, like, this kind of sick. And... <laughs> from then on I just kind of I started like dabbling in it again and of course it would be when I moved to LA when there's like literally no ponds or lakes or anything anywhere it's just desert um but I was like man I'm gonna I'm gonna start like kind of digging into this again and seeing what's up and I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box where they send you like a bunch of uh free baits and stuff every every month I got some poles and some some more rods and stuff and like I just was like you know what? I'm gonna start fishing. <laughs> I'm the weird. I'm so weird. And when I talk about myself, I realize how weird I am. Like people have always told me I'm weird, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, that's basically it. So the last few years, I've just kind of like as much as I can in LA. There's there's only like city ponds and stuff that are so pressured. Those fish are so smart; they don't want anything to do with you. Um, and everything's but like you know now, you know. So yeah, that's true. So. Um, but yeah, that's basically how I like got interested in it again, and like now, I, now I love it. It's a good way for me to, like I said, just kind of decompress. Yeah, so it's like you know, some people meditate. You just go fish, right? 
awesome. <laughs> and what's that, that? What's that quote? Teach a person, teach a person to fi- fish, or you know, whatever. Yeah, it's like teach a person to. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and the listeners out there know what we're trying to say. So they do. So we're good. <laughs> so, what's like the creative process like for you when you guys get ready to write? Um, usually it goes something like uh, Josh and I will either will have individual like riffs or something we have recorded on the computer or whole song uh, or part of a song or any any little thing and we usually come together once we're like okay time to write go in the studio we'll come together kind of put all that together and figure out what we like and want to keep and what we don't um and kind of embellish them like that and then we'll bring in ryan and ruben and they kind of like enhance their parts a bit and you know at their flair and Kind of how it goes. Vocals usually come last for us. Um, Josh isn't one of those vocalists that have just like books and books of lyrics, um, as much as our producer probably wishes he did. Um, <laughs> he just he doesn't. So that's usually like the last part of the process for for us. We sit down and kind of go over lyrics and stuff like that. But um, it usually starts with Josh or I with some sort of riff or or the basis of a song, and then we build from there. Okay, cool. And then. Mm-hmm. Um... Is there any kind of superstitions that you guys have? Anybody in the band has like before we play a show, I got to make sure I have you know the mismatched socks or something like that. Uh, superstition? No, no, like superstitions. I know we all kind of have our like routines that we have to do. Um, no one really has to have anything weird going on um, that I can think of right now. I know, like, Ryan has to, like, do yoga and, like, stretch. And I have to be by myself before shows. Like, I just have to be alone because, like, I get really irritated. And, like, I guess it's just nerves. So, like, I have to, like, go off by myself and just be by myself for, like, 10 minutes. Gotta get in the um, zone, right? Yeah, I guess so. Because, like, when people I, – I, and I learned that. Like, I used to realize, like, when people would talk to me, like, before shows, I would be snappy at them. And I'm like, why am I snapping at them? So then I just realized, you know what, I think I just need to be alone, like, right before stage time. It helps me. Um, Josh pretty much knows something's going to break of his before we go on stage. It never fails. Something always breaks with Josh before it's time to go on stage, and he has to improvise. Um, so it's, like, stuff like that. When no one has any, like, really, like, weird, like, way they have to set anything up or anything like that. <laughs> now, with what you just said with uh, how you know you need to be kind of alone when you before you get on stage Mm -hmm. how are you when you come off the stage you still need like a little bit of time to to decompress before you're like ready to interact with fans and all that stuff or oh no after that usually we just kind of wait for like maybe like just for adrenaline adrenaline to come down a little bit so you can like have a focused conversation (laughs) because like right when you get off stage you're kind of like you're shaky and you have so much adrenaline going and like so you know you're trying to catch your breath and all that um but I don't have to be alone after that. After that, I'm, like, feeling good, you know. I'm like, all right, we did that. We're done. Um, yeah, it's so just it like a therapy session, and you got to go beat the pillow or something on stage. And exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so is there any kind of uh, – it, when people come to your practice spot or studio spot, is there any kind of particular beverage that someone will always see 
in, in in your studio? Honestly, we're we're with gallons of water. Like we all drink water by the gallons. Like we have, we all have gallon jugs that we drink out of. I don't know why, but when you walk in, you will absolutely always see gallons of water, like gallon jugs of water. <laughs> Good, keep it that That's way. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't have any like we don't drink before we go on stage or or anything like that. Um, so like at practice, same thing, just just water. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so I'm going to get into some of the questions that I ask all my guests that I have on here. Um, okay. And I think you've already kind of covered some of these, but we'll go ahead and ask again. Um, mm -hmm. Your top three musical artists. Ooh. Metallica one, um, of course. Uh, top three musical artists. Horn two. And Slipknot three. Cool. All right. <laughs> and then is there a particular song that you feel has inspired you in life? And it doesn't have to be like a metal song or something, but something like if you've been go ever gone through like a really dark time, it, it always helps pick you up, lifts you up. Um, this is a, a weird one, but uh, Take It Easy by the Eagles. Oh, for some reason. Yeah, for some reason, even in high school, I would I like realized like when I was feeling down, I could listen to that song. I always felt good. So I was like, you know, that's a real feel good song for me. So whenever someone asks me that, I I, I always think that. One. Well, it kind of goes back to like you know what you're saying before you go on stage and you're like you know real nervous or whatever, so you're kind of snappy. Well, you know, mm -hmm. whenever we're getting anxious exactly. and stuff, there's that reminder like, hey, there's the mantra: take it easy. <laughs> Exactly, and it definitely helps. <laughs> cool. So, um, any kind of like morning ritual or routine that you have? Um, probably like what a normal millennial would say. Would say I always check my emails first. Um, <laughs> always get up. Always check my emails. Make sure I don't have anything that usually sets my day up with what I have to do. Because usually people will let me know in the morning what I need to do or what is needed for me. Um, that usually sets up my first half of the day. Um, but, uh, I have the same breakfast I make every day, which is like turkey, sausage, and an egg. <laughs> so like, and sometimes some cottage cheese on the side. That's, that's pretty much the extent of my, my morning routine, um, before I get up and shower and everything. But, um, yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty boring morning routine. Sorry. So you were mentioning how, how much you love to be on the road traveling. It, can you mm -hmm. name a favorite place that you ever visited? Okay, favorite, favorite. So from the city, it would probably differ from, like, from the show. So, like, show-wise, um, it's always a lot of fun for our band to play in the Midwest. So, like, um, Oklahoma City and... St. Louis, Missouri, and and cities like that are always my favorite, almost because people go insane. Um, but as far as like city to visit, um, I always love going to New York. Um, not because I could ever live in New York, but uh, it's just a lot. It's a lot to see all the time. You know, you never know what you're gonna get. Uh, um, yeah. And I really enjoy, like, the Pacific Northwest going up there when we're on tour, like, to Washington, like, in Seattle and all that. It's always really cool, too. Okay, cool. 
And then is there a um, three people that you who have inspired you or that you can credit for making you the person you are today? My mom, my dad, and Lars Ulrich. (laughs) 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 Definitely those three. My mom and dad for obvious reasons. Um, But Lars Ulrich, too, because, like, like, his place in Metallica, I always look at as my place in in Tetrarch. Um, And I really, people think he's, like, the douchiest dude. Um, But I've always watched him for years and years and how he handles business and how in tune he is with his band. And yeah, he might not be the greatest drummer in the world, but he is the best drummer in the world for Metallica. And he knows the business like the back of his hand and it's helped him create this empire um, or help create this empire. And so it's the same thing I want to do. So I know it's like a silly one, but like he, I really look up to him for, for that reason. So those, those three people, I always am like I want to I want to be like that in in different ways. No, that was really good because it gives people a different perspective or way to look at Lars. Mm-hmm. So, no, good answer. I like that. Um, and uh, what would you? Um, oh, okay. No, uh, favorite toy as a child and why? Um, I think my mom. My parents always talk about I had like a stuffed like Big Bird, like from Sesame Street in the. Think that, and I would talk to it and eat lunch with it and and all sorts of stuff. So that was that was probably my favorite toy for a very long time. Was was me and Big Bird. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sitting here visualizing when you guys get back out on the road and fans bringing you Big Birds. Oh yeah, great. please do. <laughs> Sesame Street was awesome. You know that was when I was a kid. That was the thing. So like, I that would put a big smile on my face for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, do you have a favorite wrestler or MMA fighter? Ooh, probably not because I never really got into wrestling and MMA. Every time I try to watch it, it's so violent. I'm just cringing the whole time. I'm like, ah, uh, uh, you know, like I can watch boxing and stuff. Like, and MMA is cool. I feel like it's one of those things. Like, if I was like super in shape and stuff, I could totally do it. But watching it is just so, it makes it just gives me the chills. Like it gives because they're just so bloody and they just knock them out. I'm like, how did they not die? And I don't know. So probably probably not. <laughs> so I got like a little funny story though about Atlanta mm-hmm. and wrestling. I uh, I have some family that lives down in uh, the Atlanta area, and uh, a few years back WrestleMania came through. And yeah. I came down there and I stayed with my family and it was the one and only WrestleMania I've been to so far. And like I did like the like Atlanta's got like a history and I went to like Abdullah the Butcher's House of Ribs and all that stuff yeah. uh, down there and just made it. It was like my wrestling pilgrimage. I had such a good time down there. So, yeah, it's just, that's cool. <clears throat> I just figured because you're in Atlanta and. I don't know. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. See, I'm weird, too. I, my mind kind of goes to places. So. No, weird is awesome. Weird is great. <laughs> I can relate. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? I mean, like, it's, a, it's insanely appreciated, you know. Like, we are all able to 
live the life that we do over here in America and be free. And I'm able to play in a band freely as a woman, as a black woman, you know, um, and do all those types of things that we're able to do um, as a country because, you know, and a big part of that is because we have those, those guys over there and those women over there fighting for our freedom and making sure it stays that way and making sure we keep it. So I am, have nothing but gratitude towards, towards those guys over there and, and towards our military and everything that they do every day. And it, it takes a special kind of person to be able to do that. You know, like I have so many, so many guy friends that are like, if I got drafted, I'd be so scared, you know, it's like, and it's like, but there's, there's so many, there's so many of them that voluntarily go and fight for our country. And that's, it's amazing, you know, and, and it, it takes us, I just think it takes a certain type to do it. So like, I, like I said, I'm, I'm very thankful that I live in this country I was born and raised in this country, and we have such great protectors of this country, too. Great. So if people wanted to, um, like, you know, during this downtime, um, people wanted to check out your guys' music or maybe order some of the older CDs or pre-order the new one or uh, T-shirts, whatever they can do to kind of support the band during this time, Mm -hmm. where, where would you send them? So right now, like, since we just dropped our single, obviously, it's called I'm Not Right. You can find that on, like, iTunes, Apple, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play. It's You can find it pretty much anywhere. Um, as far as, like, our physical copies are still available of our previous record, Freak. Um, that's through our website, tetrarchmusic.com. Um, we do have those available, and we will be posting pre-order packages for the upcoming record here in a f- in the next couple of weeks so everyone will have, will have a bunch of new merch and everything for people to people to to buy from there as well okay great you know and i forgot to ask you this earlier too i know it's mm-hmm. a, a question that I, i've been asking lately um especially with uh, people that have uh, uh, uh albums that are haven't been released yet but they're on their uh, they're ready to come out um, yeah with this new album this is like asking you, like, you know, asking a parent, like, who's your favorite child? But is there a particular yeah. song on this album that you would say is going to be your favorite and you can't wait for everybody to hear and get the, hear the message? Um, Like I said, they're, they're <laughs> and you'll see when you hear the record, they're all so different. Um, honestly, the one we released today, even though it doesn't have a guitar solo, which is crazy, it is probably my favorite. Um because just of the vibe of the of the song and just the type of song it is it's like when we heard it for the first time in the chorus for the first time in the studio we all were like oh my god this this is awesome this is gonna be huge um so that's probably my favorite after that um the title track unstable is super cool um and there's another track on there called negative noise that i love and i like i'm like the middle like the heaviest Love, except for Ruben, our drummer, like, we both are, like, the metal heads of the band. Um, so, of course, I just picked the three, like, probably, probably there's another one called Take a Look Inside Too. Yeah, you know, I, I pretty much pick, like, the, the heaviest songs on the record. I'm like, those are my favorites, you know. Um, but if you ask, like, Josh, he would probably pick, he picks, he had, his two favorites are the two lighter songs of the album. So, you know, it's definitely preference, but I would say so those four, which is, like, the most, half the record. I would just so basically I just said half the record's my favorite. Um so yeah, but the one we dropped today is probably my like ultimate favorite of the record. <laughs> Diamond, it's been 
awesome talking with you. I mean, I just I I could feel your positive energy almost like through the the phone here talking with you. And, uh, <laughs> Thank the confidence, you. And I think you guys are going to do amazing things. You already have. Um, I'm inspired just talking to you today. And I hope the people that get to listen to this and, and see you uh, are inspired as well. Um, one last favor before I let you go. Uh, could you cut a yeah. promo ID for the radio show? Of course, yeah. What do I need to say? All right. Just introduce yourself, and you're listening to Today's Boondoggle. Today's Boondoggle. Okay, I got it. Yeah, I can start anytime? Yeah. Okay. Yo, what's up? This is Diamond from the band Tetrarch, and you're listening to Today's Boondoggle. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, that of way course. we had one last proper pronunciation of the band name, too, before we let you go. Tetrarch. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Great talking with you and uh, looking forward to the, the new release in the fall. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. All right. Take care. Be safe. Uh, all right. You too. Bye.
Uh, a brother-in-law was in the unit too, right? And we're down there in Little Creek, Virginia. We're staying at the Comfort Inn, right? And you're you're standing on the balcony, stark ass naked, and his wife's <laughs> were facing us. So how's that vodka? You're waving to us, no clothes on, right? And the wife's are looking at fa opposite, facing opposite. Kelly's in stitches, and his brother or his brother-in-law was pissed, man. Oh, you carry? You want to kick my ass? Huh? You know, I could, but not right now. I'm not trying to know. Oh, man. <laughs> the good old days, man. Well, you know. They, they did order me a beer. Yeah. And I grabbed it, and I'm like, I shouldn't even take a sip of this thing. <laughs> oh, Jim Jr. liked it. So I did good. Good boy. You're good. Virgin Bloody Mary. Oh, God. It's good when you get a virgin. I'm still yeah. high today, shit, this morning. It's the bloody thing I couldn't get over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get past it. <laughs> I ain't having them wings either. Yeah. <laughs> step over the police tape. <laughs> Someone's been shot. <laughs> a lot. Who was that one that, that, uh, that dude that was with us? Uh, and he, like, loved you. He was like a mini you. He was with us in that room, too. Um, Man, that leaves it wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody worships like a too. zipper. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall. Brought to you by today's. Boondoggle. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.